As we expected, President Trump won by a landslide in Iowa, and the media is so disappointed. What do we have to do to get rid of this guy? And let me just say this to the media. This is not a two-person race. This is a one-person race, as it always has been from the start. Trump won by 30 points. It's comical how you hear the media saying, well, now that Haley beat DeSantis, and now it's just Haley and Trump, it's just down to two. It's not down to two. It's been down to one since it began. It's like Trump literally beat Nikki Haley by 30 points. 30. He demolished her, and the media is celebrating and acting like this is a, a close race. By the way, Trump was in court. We have so much to get to. Trump was in court yesterday for his defamation trial. At one point, he became disruptive during the trial. The judge cannot stand Trump. That judge in that trial, very, very anti-Trump. And the judge threatened to throw Trump out of the courtroom. Get this. Trump responded to the judge. He said, please throw me out of the courtroom. He said, I'd be thrilled to get out of here. I'd be I mean, just priceless. Trump says, yes, yes throw me out. That's not a threat. That, he'd be he'd be relieved. So it just doesn't get any better than this. All right. So a lot to get to. Congress passed a stopgap funding measure to prevent a government shutdown. We knew this was coming. And in the House, listen to this, the bill passed 314 to 108. This is exactly what we predicted would happen. The, the bill passed in the House 314 to 108. Remember, the Republicans control the House. 314 to 108. 106 Republicans voted against this bill. Two Democrats voted against this bill. So the bill passed 314 to 108 to keep the government open, the, the, the stopgap funding measure, keep the government open into March. And 106 Republicans voted against this bill. Just two Democrats. It's a disgrace. And by the way, the Senate shot down an amendment from Rand Paul. Rand Paul tried to add an amendment to this bill that would defund Gaza and the PA if they do not acknowledge Israel's right to exist. So Rand Paul, he said, we're, we're passing a funding bill. I want to propose an amendment. Rand Paul proposed an amendment saying that if, if Gaza and the Palestinian Authority refuse to acknowledge Israel's right to exist, they do not get any funding from the United States. Seems like a, a no-brainer, right? The Senate voted down that amendment. They voted against that amendment. They shot it down, 44 in favor of the amendment, 50 against, and the Democrats all voted against this amendment. It's it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. All he's saying is you can only have funding if you believe that Israel has a right to exist. And Rand Paul and and, and they voted down. It's it's inexcusable. And this is what Rand Paul does is he forces votes on these things. He forces Democrats to go on the record. So I give him credit for that. He's the only one really with the courage to propose these types of amendments. Usually he's proposing a balanced budget amendment, that they have to balance the budget as part of that. And they always shoot him down with that, but he delays the votes and gets them on record. They're voting against the balanced budget. All right, tons to get to. The White House is blaming Republicans again for the border crisis. It's egregious. And I do believe some people out there actually believe this nonsense, this insanity, suggesting that the, the White House suggests that the Republicans are the ones who are the reason for the border crisis. The former head of the NIH, Francis Collins, has admitted that the lab leak theory is legit. This is a complete flip-flop because in the past he delegitimized and he ridiculed those who believed in the lab leak theory. In 2021, he actually dismissed it as a huge distraction for the country and said that there's no evidence to support it. I'm going to actually play you that clip. And now he's flip-flopped just like Fauci and says, oh, yeah, the lab leak theory, not a conspiracy theory after all. The FAA, get this, the FAA says that it tries to recruit employees who are mentally ill. This is on their website. You cannot make this stuff up. And then we wonder why there are so many near misses happening. We'll get to that coming up. Republicans in Congress have suspended. We knew this was going to happen. Republicans have put on hold 
their motion, their vote to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress. Hunter Biden now has agreed to testify, has agreed to a deposition uh, in, in you know, a private hearing. And we knew this. This is all just a joke. And Hunter Biden would never be punished, even if he was held in contempt. But we knew they wouldn't actually go through with it. And I understand now he agreed to it, but he defied a subpoena. He delayed it for months. He said he refused. And the date came and went. And now, of course, the Republicans are not going to hold him in contempt, at least as of now. We'll see if it changes. The art dealer, speaking of Hunter, who sells Hunter Biden's paintings, has confirmed in Congress that he met with President Biden in the White House, the art dealer. And look, let's take a moment here to appreciate how lucky Hunter Biden is. How lucky is this man, Hunter Biden, that you know he's put on the board of Burisma, he's put on the board of this big energy company, makes millions of dollars in Ukraine. He's he, he's given hundreds of millions of dollars from a Chinese energy company, and he's a masterfully talented artist, Hunter Biden. And he's just so he's so gifted. The man is so gifted. But the art dealer literally said, told Congress that Hunter requested to be told the identity of the buyers, which is highly unusual. And that contradicts what President Biden has said over and over again in the Biden administration. They say that that he had no idea. He was unaware of who bought Hunter's paintings, that they were kept. The identity was kept totally anonymous. There was no influence peddling. So we'll get to that coming up. And Mitch McConnell is throwing conservatives under the bus. Mitch McConnell, who has become like buddy buddy with Chuck Schumer, He has agreed, they say, to a border deal that's a disaster. The details have been leaked. We're going to give you those details. Mitch McConnell basically is agreeing to allow catch and release to to be carved into law. And the question and and just basically allow Joe Biden, if this passes, this border deal uh, will allow President Biden to continue to allow hundreds of thousands of illegals to cross the border. And the question is going to be Mike Johnson. Can Mike Johnson hold out over here and not agree or is he going to cave in? Because what they're saying is that this bill funding for Ukraine and Israel, which the Democrats are desperate for. And obviously we want funding for Israel and Israel wants funding for Israel. And it's disgraceful, egregious that they haven't passed it to this point. But it's only going to pass if there's a border deal in place. That's silly, but that's the reality. They should not be dependent on each other. But basically, Mike Johnson is using this as leverage and squeezing and saying, listen, you want funding for Ukraine and Israel. You got to give me a border deal. So let, but, but the deal McConnell has agreed to worked out with Chuck Schumer is a disaster. So let's see what happens, how that plays out. All right, back to Iowa. Iowa, I mean, Trump demolished both Haley and Ron DeSantis. He, Trump won 98 of 99 counties. Amazing how some in the mainstream media, they're saying this was close. This is actually close. (laughs) This was close. And they're so they're so disappointed. You know, Trump derangement syndrome. Part of it is we've been saying for months. I I knew from day one that Trump was going to be so far ahead and this wouldn't even be a close race as I've gone on record. And so some people out there, especially the media, they're so seething with hatred of Trump. They don't see it. So like they're like shocked. They actually thought that Trump would lose in Iowa, which is bizarre. So Trump literally took 98 out of 99 counties and the 99th county in Iowa, he lost by one vote. And Trump did not visit there nearly as often, did not spend nearly as much as DeSantis and Haley. Uh, and like Nikki Haley, well, I only lost by 30 points. You know, I'm close. Trump Trump only won 98 counties. He, he, he lost one of them by one vote. We have him right where we want them. So and look, like I said, what's going to happen is, you know, after New Hampshire, I believe that Ron DeSantis will drop out of the race unless he unless he has some kind of you know miraculous comeback. And 
Trump's going to win New Hampshire, but they're saying, the polls are saying it's going to be close. Nikki Haley has invested everything in New Hampshire. She's desperate to eke out a win in New Hampshire and then somehow limp along until uh, South Carolina, which is her state. And she's hoping for some kind of miraculous comeback. It's not going to happen, but somehow that's the, that's the game plan here for Nikki Haley. So probably New Hampshire, Trump wins, but Nikki Haley keeps it respectable enough that she can remain in the race. And DeSantis probably drops out of the race. Nikki Haley has spent millions more, and she's been, practically been camping out and living in New Hampshire for months. And look, Nikki Haley, I mean, she's done a good job, honestly, because it shouldn't even be as close as it is. And the reason it is is because there are just a lot of voters out there who they think Trump is too negative and too toxic, and they view Nikki Haley as the alternative. Meanwhile, New York Times put out an editorial begging Republican voters to abandon Trump. You can't make this stuff up. The New York Times editorial board uh, published an editorial. They're begging, literally begging Republicans. They're saying Trump is a danger. He's a threat to democracy. And they're saying all Republicans, please, they basically list all the things that they think are toxic about Trump. Please, Republicans, they're urging them to do the sensible thing and nominate a candidate who's not a threat to democracy. And, well, that's going to be very influential. I'm sure the New York Times editorial claiming that Trump is this threat to democracy. I'm sure that a lot of Republican voters are going to take that very seriously, take advice. We always look, you know, Republican voters always look to the New York Times to decide who they're going to vote for. I mean, it's just bizarre. It's comical. And, uh, you know, like nobody cares what the New York Times thinks. And, and I love how the New York Times, you know, the, the second they're saying, well, it's just about Trump, but pick another candidate. And the moment that you pick a more moderate candidate, trust me, they're going to dump on that candidate. They are going to trash whoever that nominee is. If it's a Republican, it will happen. So it's not, you know, they make it about Trump. It's not about Trump. And we know this. And they've done it. They did it to McCain. They did it to Romney. I mean, they, you know, they decimate. They, they, they are just so incredibly vicious. And they did it to Bush. So it has nothing to do with Trump. Don't fall for it. By the way, um, you know, it, it, it's amazing. You know, the, the, it's like it's nothing to do with Trump, right? It's not because Trump was indicted. It's not because of January 6th. It's not because of the infamous Ukraine phone call. It, it, Trump, the only two strikes that Trump has against him that the media is so terrified of in the, main, the mainstream media, the swamp, Trump is conservative and he was very successful as a president. That's why he's an existential threat. It has nothing to do with January 6th, which, which was a setup, by the way. Uh, all right. So like I said, the White House, this is disgraceful. The White House is blaming Republicans for the border crisis. And what this does is this exposes the fact, the fact that the White House, number one, can allow the border crisis to continue and their policies were designed to, cre- to create the border crisis. This is no accident. This is, this could only happen by design. And then the Republicans and then the, I'm sorry, the White House and the Biden administration, they go and they blame Republicans and try to gaslight the country and try to make people believe that the Republicans are the ones behind it, whether anybody believes it or not. And some people actually do believe it. They read The New York Times. They watch the mainstream media. They have no idea what's really happening. So they believe this drivel, but that's evil. That is that is cruelty to use these illegals as their political pawns and then to try to flip it and make it like the Republicans are to blame. That's diabolical is what that is. So they keep repeating this preposterous lie. They're saying that the Republicans voted against hiring 2000 additional Border Patrol agents without getting into the nitty gritty. They're talking about a, a certain vote on the budget that took place last year. The proof that this is a lie, as though you need any proof, it's preposterous. But if you needed any proof, the Washington Post, Glenn Kessler fact check of the Washington Post gave this three Pinocchios. OK, three. They only four Pinocchios. That's the most that, that's reserved for Trump. But they gave this lie, Kareem Jean-Pierre, they gave her three Pinocchios that for, for she, she continues to spread this vicious lie 
that the Republicans somehow voted against hiring 2,000 new Border Patrol agents, which is not true. By the way, even if it were true, it's because the Border Patrol agents, all you do by hiring them is you enable them to process these illegals faster because it's catch and release. They're all getting in. So the Border Patrol agents are a joke. They're meaningless. But they, but it never happened. In fact, the Republicans actually voted to hire almost 1,800 new Border Patrol agents. That's after President Biden requested only 350 And like I said, all they do is catch and release. Meanwhile, the White House has also accused Texas. Now they've backtracked. But uh, the White House accused Texas, the state of Texas, of blocking border agents from rescuing migrants. Migrants were in trouble. They were drowning or they had issues in the river crossing into the United States. And this is a total lie. And And now the White House has actually come out and admitted that it was a lie. But they actually claimed that Texas local state police prevented border that border patrol was trying to come in and save migrants who were in trouble crossing the river and that they were blocked by texas by texas state police and it's not true and texas said never happened in fact the border patrol didn't even get there didn't even arrive until after it was already too late for these illegals so border patrol was nowhere near the scene to begin with but that didn't stop them from lying and falsely accusing texas And, and and here's what's disturbing is the White House, like I said, allows this border mess. It's not a border mess. It is catastrophic. Any words I use to describe what's happening at the border severely, severely understates the issue. Literally millions of illegals, millions of illegals have come in under Biden and the problem is solved under Trump. Okay, now now you have, look, think about how cruel, think about the cruelty, okay? You have hundreds of thousands of illegals in the United States right now who are homeless. They're living in tents in cities like Chicago, New York, they are freezing. They are hungry. OK, there's a reason they're getting put in in a public school uh, when there's a big storm, because they're living in squalor. They're literally living in tents. They, 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 it is the most un, it is the, the, the conditions they are living in are unimaginable. And that is all because of Biden, all because of the Democrats. It's not the American dream. OK, it, it, it's disgraceful what Biden has done to these poor people. They claim they're compassionate. You and I are compassionate because we don't want these illegals to be suffering the way they're suffering, okay? And, and, and it's not right, but they get brought into the United States being promised some kind of incredible life because they think everything they get is for free. And it's true, but it's, oh, at this point, it, it, it's, it's just totally, totally overwhelmed the country and it's turned into a night, it's a nightmare. So meanwhile, KJP, Kareem Jean-Pierre, she's such a psychopath. She has the audacity then to go and say, oh, well, it's the Republicans' fault, which is a lie. She made up the lie. She was challenged on it. There are clips out there of reporters challenging her, and she stood by it. And she claims to be compassionate and humane. They, she, they, they literally claim to be humane. They are they, they are evil personified. This is as cruel. It's not like, well, their hearts are in the right place, but they're misguided. It's diabolical to go and allow. They know that these people are living in these uh, miserable conditions, and they know that the Republicans are not to blame, and yet they, with a straight face, they look you in the eye and lie and gaslight the public. It is pure diabolical. They are evil, okay? And we're the compassionate ones. We are compassionate. There is no compassion in these Democrats, these vicious Democrats. Here's how they look at these illegals. They look at them as subhumans. They use them as political pawns. They use them. They exploit these illegals to, for votes and for whatever other reasons they want to create a, cri- a migrant crisis. They have their reasons. So they look at all these minorities as their personal chess pieces. Okay. They, they're, they're subhuman. They don't look at them as human beings. They look at them as animals, as subhuman and their personal chips that they get to use as leverage. That's what this is about. Okay. Democrats look at minorities and at people in crisis. They look at them as subhuman. They look at them as animals and political pawns and they're just there 
to be able to uh, advance their agenda. And they don't care about the fate of these people. And that's that is that is cruelty. All right. So you want to know why we have a record number of near misses on runways and why are doors being ripped off of airplanes in midair? Well, it's because of DEI. What a shock. As we've been telling you, it's because of diversity. It's unbelievable. The, literally, the FAA website, this is, you cannot make this stuff up. This is insane. The FAA website says that it recruits people with severe intellectual disabilities and with psychiatric disabilities, among other disabilities, you know, the, the, the DEI, the Equal Opportunity FAA, among other disabilities that they recruit for. The website, I'm literally, it says a direct quote, they recruit employees who have severe intellectual disability and who have psychiatric disability. And now they're defending, they were questioned on this and they're defending the policy. And it's unbelievable because, again, they do this in the name of compassion. We, we have compassion for people with disabilities, with psychiatric disabilities, with intellectual disabilities. Where is the compassion, you know, risking the lives of millions of people in the name of diversity, in the name of equity? And, you know, it's it, it's just incredible because there's no compassion here. And, and, and you know, we, we can get into the debate of, well, once they're in the situation. But, like, this is the opposite of compassion. This is cruelty. So people are starting to wake up and realize that DEI, as bad an idea as DEI is when you're using it to allow students into Harvard and Yale, but when you're using it to hire a pilot and using it to hire an air traffic controller, it's just insane. You know, so literally on the on the FAA website, it actively recruits, hires, promotes, retains, develops and advances people with disabilities. Targeted disabilities include severe intellectual disability and psychiatric disability. So the agency was asked about this, the FAA. And they literally, by the way, the website says that they that they can hire people with disabilities on the spot because there's a non-competitive process. So they actually give them preference. So Fox News said to the FAA, what's the deal with this insane policy? And here's the quote. And it's just a bunch of gibberish quote the faa employs tens of thousands of people for a wide range of positions from administrative roles to oversight and execution of critical safety functions like many large employers the agency proactively seeks qualified candidates from as many sources as possible all of whom must meet rigorous qualifications that of course will vary by position so it's a bunch of gibberish they're basically saying well listen it depends on the situation it depends on the position it depends on disability all right well very nice. Your website says you're recruiting people who have who are who are basically intellectually disabled, who are mentally challenged and who have psychiatric disability, people who are mentally ill. You're you're recruiting people who are mentally ill to do jobs that involve aviation safety and that involve deciding, determining whether or not airplanes are going to fly or going to crash. And these are the people keeping our skies safe. And then when they're asked about this, rather than saying, oh, man, this is a terrible policy, maybe we should rethink this. They're actually defending the policy and saying, well, yeah, and, and, they're, and they're using the Mark Cuban logic. They're saying, well, listen, we look at all, all sorts of different sources. You don't want us to miss out. Like, what if we miss out? Uh, yeah, this person has a psychiatric disability or an intellectual disability, but what if they're a really good air traffic controller? What if they're really good at keeping airplanes safe? We wouldn't want to miss out on that. We want to check all, we want to, we want to hunt down all possible sources here before we hire. It's just nuts. All right, the 911 call has been released. Speaking of diversity hires, the 911 call has been released of Lloyd Austin, uh, the, 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 the ambulance being called for Lloyd Austin when he had his medical emergency. And the secretary, his secretary called an ambulance, called 911, and they literally, the recording has been released. And the secretary is asking 911, be subtle, that the ambulances, when they arrive, they should be subtle. Be subtle. They asked, they, they, she asked them to come, he or she, Asked the ambulance to come without lights and sirens um, blaring. What were they trying to hide exactly? President Biden is placing the Houthi rebels 
what a shocker, back on the terror list, uh, back on the list of terror groups. And it's egregious that they were removed again. The, the, the Houthi terror group, they, they, they are through and through a terror group. They're an evil terror group. They, 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 they carry out all sorts of terror attacks against innocent people. It's been known for many, many years. They were on the terror group under Trump. They're on the terror list. And Biden took them off for one reason, because Biden was desperate to work out an, a, a nuclear deal with Iran. Trump pulled out of the, the, the Iran nuclear deal. Biden was desperate to restore a nuclear deal and make even more concessions, make an even worse deal, cut an even worse deal than Obama did. And meanwhile, by the way, Iran, all they've been doing was manipulating Biden because they've been breaching the deal. There's still this deal in place. Trump pulled out, but Europe, Europe did not. And, 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 and Iran is literally, uh, weeks away from a nuclear weapon. They have all the material. They have everything ready to go. But, and they have the ICBM missiles to launch a, a, a nuclear strike. But, um, but the point is that Biden said, please, Iran, I'm begging you, let's negotiate. And Iran said, no, we don't want to negotiate a deal. And Biden said, what do I need to do? And he lifted all sorts of sanctions. And they said, well, you have to remove the terror label from the Houthis. And that allows the Houthis then to be able to, uh, you know, buy all this oil, buy all these supplies, sell supplies, it enables them to buy weapons. Like Biden gave an incredible the Houthis. That means the sanctions were lifted off the Houthis. So they could be transferred billions of dollars from Iran. What Biden did, he's complicit. He's literally complicit in, in an act, in acts of terror by allowing the Houthis, everything going on in the Red Sea right now, with the Houthis attacking all these tankers and all these ships and attacking U.S. military personnel, that is all directly on Biden because Biden removed the terror label and that enabled them to obtain all this money and all these weapons, all these supplies. It's unbelievable how he gets away with it. It is, it, again, pure evil, an act of pure evil, there is no way to possibly slice it or spin it that Biden taking terrorists and saying you are hereby granted, you are off the terror watch, off the terror group list because I need to negotiate with Iran for my legacy it's, it's, it is really, really, it's just sickening alright, so like we said, the art dealer who sold Hunter Biden Hunter Biden's paintings, the masterful Picasso himself, Hunter Biden he testified in Congress and he said, um I have his name here somewhere, this art dealer. But either way, he said that President Biden literally called him and then met with him at the White House while he was selling Hunter Biden's artwork. He met in the White House with President Biden. It's 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 insane. And imagine if this were Trump. Imagine if Don Jr. Uh, was an artist, okay, and was selling these ridiculous paintings, these awful paintings that could look like they were done by a kindergartner. And uh, Don Jr. sold the paintings and then the art dealer selling the paintings for all this money had a meeting with President Trump. I mean, the media would be living. He'd be impeached so quickly. And uh, Hunter, in addition, made a request that's very unusual for these for these art dealerships. He asked the art dealer to let him know who bought his artwork. And and, And this testimony directly contradicts the bogus White House narrative that they've been saying, oh, well, we had no idea. You can't say that this is influence peddling. You can't say people are buying access to President Biden because President Biden has no idea the identity of the uh, buyers. Not true. The Biden White House has repeatedly said Hunter Biden's sales, they were covered by an ethics agreement that ensured that Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, none of the Biden family had any idea of the identity of the buyers, but George Burgess, that's his name, the owner of the prestigious Burgess Art Gallery in New York and Berlin, He sold Hunter's paintings from 2020 to 2023. He told congressional impeachment investigators that Hunter Biden knew the identity of 70% of the buyers. They are mostly Democrat donors. What a shock. And 
Hunter Biden's the first contract that he signed with this art dealer. He had an unusual request. He said, please, I want to make sure that I know the identities of the buyers. And Burgess told Congressman, quote, I believe in the first contract, he was able to know who the buyers were. He was asked, is that normal or unusual? Is that a normal kind of contract? He said, quote, that part was different. Normally, the gallerist does not let the artist know who the collectors are. Unbelievable. Is the mainstream media going to touch this? Of course not. All right. And by the way, I, you know, somebody caller asked me, uh, there's a report out there that Trump made millions of dollars off of foreign governments, off of, uh, you know, foreign governments like the Saudis and, uh, you know, other foreign entities, foreign governments or foreign businesses. And the question is, why is that any different than buying the artwork? You know, why is it OK for Trump uh, to have made all this money while he was president, his hotels and I guess his businesses, his casinos and his resorts and golf courses, whatever. They made a lot of money off of Saudis and and other foreign nationals and foreign entities and foreign businesses and foreign countries. So how is that OK? Doesn't that cause some sort of conflict of interest and influence peddling, et cetera? The answer is very, very simple. There is nothing wrong with Trump's a businessman. He has a business. Other presidents have had businesses. You don't, you're not obligated to give up your businesses. There's no law that says that you're not allowed to own a business. Yeah, they can't go and bribe Trump. They can't go and pay Trump for nothing. But if Trump owns a hotel and a Saudi official stays in his hotel and Trump happens to be president, there's no, I looked into this. There's nothing illegal about that. And what do you expect him to do? He, he's basically giving a service. You can't get free money from a foreign entity if you're the president. But if you have a service that you happen to own and they're buying that service and it's a legit service and it's something this you know, there's a value on it, a market value. So of course you're allowed to get compensated for it. And you're, it's, you're, you're doing a business transaction. Now, could that lead to, to potentially questionable situations, perhaps? But there's no evidence to suggest that it did in this case, and it's totally permissible. Here, Hunter Biden, his artwork, it's a joke, okay? Nobody would pay a dime for his artwork for the sake of putting it up in their living room. They, they, they only care about it because it gives them access to, the, to, to, to President Biden, who everybody on the planet, everyone named Biden was selling access to Joe Biden. Joe Biden, it's like this whole corrupt scheme, the scandal is just... They're like a mafia family. So uh, no comparison to me to make up a, a valueless piece of junk, call it art, and then sell it when everybody knows what you're really doing, wink, wink, as opposed to Trump, who has billions and billions of dollars worth of hotels and resorts. All right. Francis Collins has admitted uh, in Congress that the lab leak theory is legit. I'm going to play you a clip in a moment. This clip to this day, it's a clip from a couple of years ago, and I saved it, and it, it really makes my skin crawl. Uh, you know, these men of science are being forced to admit the truth because they don't want to look silly now that everybody knows the truth and the media is ignoring it and they're three years too late, but they're trying to maintain any shred of credibility that they can. But the, but, but well, what's really outrageous is that, you know why Francis Collins and Dr. Francis Collins and Dr. Fauci, you know why they covered this thing up for so long is because they funded, the NIH funded the research that led to COVID through EcoHealth Alliance. So it sounds surreal. It sounds like a plot of a, of a novel, you know, but, but, um, but it's the reality. Their funding led, their funding actually funded, actually paid for the gain of function research that actually led to the coronavirus. And that is why the lab leak theory is so devastating to college and Collins and Fauci because they're the ones who created COVID and Every time they tried to investigate a lab leak, Collins, he mocked it, he ridiculed it, and and, and he, they suppressed it. They literally, Dr. Collins suppressed the, the COVID lab leak theory um, because the NIH oversaw grants funding gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. He and Fauci pushed for the publication of an influential scientific research paper, 
called the Proximal or Origins paper in March of 2020 that promoted the false narrative that COVID originated from a bat and was transmitted from a bat, as opposed to being transmitted from the Wuhan lab, by the way, the epicenter of the COVID virus, um, where it began, the outbreak of the pandemic was just a few miles from the Wuhan lab. What a coincidence. But at the time, it, the this paper that was pushed by Francis Collins, uh, who now flip-flopped, the, the paper concluded that it was improbable. The likelihood it came from a lab leak was improbable. And all right, let me play you uh, this clip of Francis Collins from Fox News in 2021. Just follows this track with the early days downplaying or trying to discredit the lab leak theory from Wuhan. Uh, why, why spend the time doing that when we're talking about observation, description, experimentation, and explanation? I mean, now it seems like the lab leak is a real possibility. Well, Brad, I'm really sorry that the lab leak has become such a distraction for so many people, because frankly, we still don't know. There is no evidence really to say most of the scientific community, myself included, think that is a possibility, but far more likely this was a natural way in which a virus left a bat, maybe traveled through some other species and got the humans, and there was no lab leak involved. We won't know unless China decides to open up about this, which they have not done, and yeah. shame on them for that. Dr. But this has been a huge distraction. For if, if it, basically, basically keep it, everybody should take this seriously, is your bottom line message. Yes. Yeah, we got to remember, this is the enemy. It's not the other people in the other political party. It's not the people on Facebook who are posting all sorts of crazy conspiracies. This is the enemy. We in this country have somehow gotten all fractured into a hyper-polarized, politicized view that never should have been mixed with public health. It's been ruinous. And history will judge harshly those people who have continued to defocus the effort and focus on conspiracies and things that are demonstrably false. Shame on all of us that we've gotten into this kind of pickle. We could still turn this around, but, you know, it's Christmas. So let's think about that. Let's think about how our weary world could maybe start rejoicing because we have a gift coming to us on Christmas Day that... December 2021, crazy conspiracy theorists and shame on us and all the other negative stuff. And it's, you know, he clearly, clearly is totally dismissing and discounting it, even though he says technically it is a possibility, but far more likely that it came from a bat. All lies, lies and lies and more lies. Hot Air, I want to read you a quote here from Hot Air, hotair.com. Quote, we cannot trust anybody anymore. And I hate to bum everybody out here. I hate to be negative. But it's very important. The truth is so crucial for us to, you know, recognize and hang on to the truth now more than ever. Quote, we cannot trust anybody anymore. Our government is corrupt. Our medical institutions are corrupt. Our bureaucracies are corrupt. Worst of all, the media is corrupt because we need the media to hold everybody else in check. The likeliest explanation for why the NIH and Fauci hid the origins of the virus is they paid to develop it through grants to EcoHealth Alliance. It's no shock they would move heaven and earth to cover that up. Most people would cover it up. Who wants to be held responsible for mass murder, even if it was an accident? If we had real media, they could help us discover the truth and hold people responsible, but we don't, end quote. Meanwhile, the bombshell story in the Wall Street Journal related to this that a Chinese lab, a Chinese lab worker, back in December 2019, weeks before China let on that there was a new mystery virus, a new pandemic, and it was just starting to spread, a Chinese lab identified and mapped the coronavirus two weeks before China published, published it to the, publicized it to the WHO, and even then there were months of stalling and months of cover-ups. But they literally, this is on a U.S. government website, and the lead time of several weeks could have been critical in 
conquering, combating the pandemic. So this is back in December 2019. The Wall Street Journal has just discovered this through a series of emails released that Chinese researchers mapped out the virus, the COVID, vi- the COVID virus, um, in late December 2019, over two weeks before China revealed details of the deadly virus to the WHO. A Chinese researcher in Beijing up- uploaded the sequence of the virus's structure to a U.S. government-run database, December 28, 2019. What's astonishing here is that the Wall Street Journal is making this about how China covered this up. But the big news here, the real big block- blockbuster bombshell part of the story is that the United States, it was on the NIH website. It was on the NIH website and it was deleted. Chinese officials at that time, December 28, 2019, this is way early on, there was the pandemic. They were not publicizing the deadly pandemic. China shared the virus's sequences um, with, with, with the WHO January 11th, 2020. That extra two weeks could have been crucial, the, the Wall Street Journal says. This was Dr. Lili Ren um, in Beijing. By the way, Ren has been reached out to, but the, the Wall Street Journal says they don't know why she hasn't responded yet, but she hasn't responded to inquiries. Gee, let's figure that out. Who knows if, she, if the Chinese government's even, you know, letting her walk free or what. But what's incredible is she put it on a genetic database called GenBank, which is run by the NIH, the same NIH that that that, that Francis Collins and Dr. Fauci were running at the time. She up- uploaded this to the NIH, the COVID virus, the sequencing, and th- then it was deleted. They literally deleted it um, uh, on January 16th of 2020 a- after uh, the NIH asked her for more technical details and she did not respond. Very, very, very uh, astonishing story over here. So the Wall Street Journal talking about China, but the NIH database had the COVID structure mapped out back in December 2019 and deleted it. And makes you wonder what exactly they were trying to cover up. All right. And think about this. I was thinking about the cover ups here. And I don't want to, again, it gives you the chills a little bit when you think about all the government cover ups and all the conspiracy theories which have been proven right. So I made a list over here and it really does. It's just shocking stuff. Alaska Airlines, the cockpit recorder, mysteriously got erased. How difficult, how incredibly unlikely is it? I mean, these these cockpit, these they're called the black box, right? They survived. This was not a crash. This was just the door got ripped off, which is a big deal, but it shouldn't affect the cockpit report, recorder. But somehow, it mysteriously, the recording vanished and uh, or got, got erased off of this cockpit recorder. And it, th- these things, literally, a plane will crash and there'll be nothing left intact but the black box and the recorder is left intact and they still have the cockpit recordings. But somehow, myster- mysteriously, this plane, the recording disappeared and it would be it would shed a lot of light on how exactly a door and a piece of wall got uh, ripped off mid-flight. Meanwhile, you have the cocaine in the White House. Uh, mysteriously, there's no camera, no security surveillance camera on that section or on that shelf where the cocaine was found in the White House. Well, gee whiz, mail-in ballots. Remember, you have Joe Biden in a basement for months, and then you have the biggest turnout ever during a COVID pandemic, biggest voter turnout ever, and the votes keep popping up the next day through all these mail-in ballots. Remember, Jeffrey Epstein, he was uh, he died in his cell, and the cameras, the security cameras, cameras were, he happened to be alone in his cell. His cellmate was gone that night and when he was killed, and you have cameras. There were no cameras. The cameras were broken mysteriously the night that he was killed. And A.G. Barr looked into it, but then A.G. Barr decided there was nothing wrong and there was no foul play. Lloyd Austin, you know, with the surgical procedure and the ICU, they're saying that, well, national security was never compromised, not even for a moment. Meanwhile, you have literally these the Houthi rebels attacking military personnel, missiles flying, rockets flying back and forth. But amazingly, Lloyd Austin, like how are we supposed to trust anything? And they totally cover up the fact that Lloyd Austin was in the hospital 
The virus breaks out in Wuhan, but it came from a bat. You have January 6th, where Trump, literally before January 6th, Trump asked, Trump the insurrectionist, he asked for 10,000 National Guard troops before January 6th. He said to Nancy Pelosi, bring in 10,000 troops because there's going to be a big protest. And Pelosi turned him down. Then the Capitol Police allows protesters to come into the Capitol. There's thousands of hours of tapes. They refuse to release the, 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 those tapes. So we have no idea what really went on. Ray Epps, you know the story about Ray Epps. Uh, Ray Epps is uh, somebody who, who was who was officially a, a, a January 6th protester who breached the Capitol. He, in fact, he was encouraging. He's on video encouraging people to go into the Capitol. On, and, and literally, he was sentenced to probation. The FBI didn't even bother looking for him. Eventually, under a lot of pressure, the FBI found him, arrested him, and he's been, he's not getting any jail time. And he was one of the leaders of the January 6th Capitol riots, which has led a lot of people to speculate that he was really secretly working for the FBI, and the FBI was actually behind the January 6th protests. Uh, meanwhile, the FBI, remember this conspiracy theory, the FBI told Facebook and Twitter that they should censor Russian disinformation and basically told them that the scandals about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the laptop and all of that, that's just Russian disinformation. Then the Chinese spy balloon, think about this. Somebody happened to discover the Chinese spy balloon, happened to notice it, okay? And at that point, only then did the White House admit to it, okay? And and they eventually shot it down after it was done spying. But how is you really believe this is the only time that China's spying on us? It happens to be that this is the one time that we found it because, like, it was seen by the naked eye. Somebody just noticed it in the sky. But who knows how many Chinese drones are spying right now as we speak and, and, and getting all sorts of uh, sensitive information, classified information that we happen to discover at once. Do you really believe that that's the only time? Very, very hard to believe. You have Eric Swalwell, a U.S. congressman, giving away secrets to a Chinese spy. You have Bob Menendez, who's getting bars of gold from Turkey and Qatar. It's, you know, Democrats with amazing luck with their stock trading. How do you trust any of these? It's there's so much deception and so many, quote unquote, conspiracy theories, which turn out to be real. So sorry, I don't mean to, like, depress anybody, you know, but but um, it really like we're just embroiled in just deception. And it's it's almost all coming from the Democrats and from the left. All right. The New York Times says, speaking of deception, that the reason there's been so much snow is because of climate change. You can't make this stuff up. The New York Times says that climate change is increasing the snow, even though climate change is global warming. So warming, you would think, doesn't increase the snow. But the Times says, no, 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 even though it's warming, the snow is actually coming from all the climate change and all the global warming. It, 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 it's just like, I mean, it's so in, it, disingenuous. They Here's what they say. They say that climate change causes the end of snow. The New York Times, literally, within a week, there are two stories in the New York Times. One of them says that blizzards are going to be a thing of the past, and that, that because of climate change, there's going to be an end to all snow. But they also say that all the blizzards are coming because of climate change. The same New York Times. I, I, I kid you not. This is the headline. The headline was, how can a warming climate increase snowfall? And then it, this is a, a quote here, quote, it may seem counterintuitive, but the change in climate can actually bring an increase in snowfall. So they're saying this is this shows you we're right about global warming, the fact that there's so much snow. It's unbelievable. See, they, they accuse us of being science deniers. So what do they do? They don't deny science. They make up the science. They make it up. And then when they have facts that contradict their science, they say, oh, you see, we told you. We told you, oh, well, there's global warming. Okay. And you see, that's why it's so hot. 120 degrees in this past summer in Death Valley. Uh, but there's, there's a blizzard. There's, it's, it's freezing all over the country right now. Oh, well, yeah, that's also a sign of global warming. Yeah, everything's a sign of global warming. So uh, they, they can't lose. It's rigged. You know, masks don't work. You know, uh, well, we, we, we knew that masks don't work. We never actually said that you should wear masks. We meant these masks, not those masks. You know, the lab leak theory, 
we, we, we never said it was a conspiracy theory. Yes, you did. You know, the, the, we knew the vaccine. We never said the, the vaccine would prevent transmission. We knew it, we, we just thought it would reduce the symptoms. We knew that the COVID vaccine would not prevent transmission. And they just after the fact, they always try to fit the science into whatever their narrative is. All right. So, like I said, uh, the Republicans have averted a shutdown by caving into the Democrats which is very, very upsetting. This is exactly what Kevin McCarthy did. Kevin McCarthy, his, you know, he was vacated because of this. Now Mike Johnson's done the same thing. Are they going to vacate his seat? Matt Gates says no. What's the difference? Not sure. Maybe they, there, there is speculation that Matt Gates just didn't like Kevin McCarthy on a personal level and making a deal with the Democrats on a shutdown was just an excuse. I don't know, but we'll have to wait and see. Right now, I'm not happy about this spending bill, but the border bill, this is really, it's a separate bill, the border deal. And it's very depressing because, like I said, what's happening is that um, the Democrats want funding for Ukraine and the Republicans say, we'll give you funding for Ukraine, but you got to give us a border deal. And Israel's in the mix as well. But the Democrats are desperate, desperate for funding for Ukraine. And really, they should just do standalone a bill for Israel to fund it. But of course, they're not doing that. Meanwhile, Mitch McConnell, who's buddy buddy with Chuck Schumer, they've agreed on a border deal. And I'm going to give you the details here. But there's no added border security. There's literally, they're just continuing. It, literally, this border deal is a, is totally bogus. It's a sham. It's a sham. It's meaningless. And it's going to allow even more illegals to stay in the United States. It's just unbelievable. This is according to the Immigration Accountability Project. This They leaked this deal. And look, Mike Johnson can still stop this in the House. But in the Senate, McConnell has agreed to this deal. It would increase green cards by 50000 per year. It would give work permits to adult ch- children of H-1B holders, H-1B visa holders. It would uh, offer immediate work permits to every illegal who's released from custody, which is millions, taxpayer-funded lawyers to certain illegals, and they have ex- uh, authorities have expulsion authority only if encounters exceed 5,000 per day over a seven-day period. So this is the worst part of this, is that they'll only allow it to deport, they'll only be allowed to deport if encounters exceed 5,000 a day over a seven-day period. Now, under Biden, that could happen. But the fact that that's the threshold is insane. It's an insane threshold. So there'd be a huge increase, a massive increase in the green cards being issued. Um, they're giving illegals every right under the sun except for voting rights. But, but now we know they're giving them voting rights as well. Work permits, immediate work permits issued to every illegal released from custody, which is all of them. Basically, all of them are released. And taxpayers will cover the cost of lawyers while they try to fight attempts to deport them. It's insane, but they won't consider deporting anybody unless we hit 35,000 illegals crossing in a week, which again, maybe that happens, maybe it doesn't. Either way, it's it's a terrible, terrible situation. Um, all right, House Republicans are suspended. So we'll have to wait and see if Mike Johnson, uh, you know, holds out and doesn't agree to this because if he refuses this bill, and again, he's under pressure because of Ukraine and Israel funding, so we'll wait and see. House Republicans are suspending the vote on whether to hold Hunter Biden in contempt. They may revisit it, but for now it's on hold because Hunter Biden has agreed at the, it's not the 11th hour. They're calling it an 11th hour deal that Hunter Biden agreed to testify. Uh, and again, in a closed door deposition. It's not an 11th hour. It's the 15th hour. Okay. It's way after. And they should have held him in contempt. It's amazing how we told you they go so slowly here because it was like four or five weeks ago, but then they had the, the, the recess, the holiday recess. But it was four or five weeks ago that Hunter Biden already, uh, had, um, had, had defied a subpoena and refused to come testify. And he, and, he, and, he, and he had that whole circus where he appeared at the Capitol on that day and literally just shoved it in the face of the Republicans, literally thumbed his nose at them and just made them look silly. And Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro, they were held in contempt pretty quickly. But of course, the Republicans slow walked this. They don't want to put Hunter Biden in contempt. They're terrified to put Hunter Biden in contempt because they think the media will, will attack them. So that's where we're at right now. So now Hunter Biden is, all right, you know what? I will testify. He's toying with them. 
and he's manipulating them. And now I think they should put him in contempt anyway. And let's see what happens. He, the, the shenanigans are not done. They're going to be more shenanigans. You'll see his, his legal team, they are running rings around the Republicans. But I'm very frustrated. This is exactly what we predicted, that you know Hunter Biden figured out a way to wiggle out of this um, contempt deal, even though he did defy a subpoena for many, many weeks, because now he agreed after the fact. But let's, you know, let's see how it plays out here. I am curious. The deposition is going to be private, but I'm sure they're going to grill him. And eventually, eventually, maybe we get a public hearing. Now, he may be very well prepared, but they're going to have very tough questions. He's I mean, Hunter Biden is the most corrupt individual that, that we've ever seen in a lot of ways. So, uh, I mean, he's, he's just as dirty and slimy, as corrupt as you can imagine. So seeing him under oath, I'm hoping, hoping against hope here that sooner or later we get to see them grilling him on camera. And finally, Joy Reid, MSNBC's Joy Reid, uh, a woke leftist reporter, woke left, leftist uh, anchor on MSNBC. She says Nikki Haley could never win the Republican nomination because the Republican Party is racist. Nikki Haley, voters, Republican voters aren't voting for Nikki Haley because she is, because they're racist, because she's a minority. Technically, she's an Indian. She's a, she's a, obviously a female and her parents came from India. So she's Indian. Even though, you know, she sounds like pretty American Southerner, but technically speaking, she's a minority. So the white, it's like unbelievable how, it, so it's racism. That's, that, that, that's why Nikki Haley lost in Iowa. Can't make this stuff up. First of all, uh, you know, it's incredible. Democrats, they keep having these white males. I mean, look at Joe Biden and, you know, so many different white males who, who, who ran uh, on the Democrat side and are the Democrats racist. You know, uh, what about Cory Booker? Why did Biden beat out Cory Booker and, 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 and Elizabeth Warren, who's who's who's, a, who's an American Indian, right? Pocahontas. But but here's the thing. Nikki Haley, she literally beat out all these white males. I mean, she she's beating out DeSantis. She beat out Chris Christie and she beat out all these others. She literally came really close. In fact, she you know, in the race for second place, Nikki Haley's the front runner. So if they're racist, how has she gotten so much traction? She lost against Trump, but she beat everybody else. It's just absurd. It's just absurd to suggest, you know, that uh, and, and I bet a lot of voters don't even realize that she's a minority. All right, that's going to do it for today. And we will see you next time.